Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a trailer revealed that Spike is a playable character in Mario Tennis Aces. Future character reveals include Angel, Buffy, and Dark Willow. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a surprising amount of SNK news and, of course, Donkey Kong's new nose. And then on Thursday, we are going to be discussing the retro revival on Switch. But, Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. Great? Yeah, I saw Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it? Didn't hate it. Right? Uh, so yeah, life is grand. Yeah, life is grand mm-hmm. when you can see a movie and not hate it. These are all <laughs> this is simple the only pleasures. One. Simple mm-hmm. pleasures. I was out of town this weekend, uh, and coming back, uh, I played a lot of games on my Switch, and Sarah, who was traveling with me, watched the first two Captain America movies on her phone, out of order. <laughs> so she watched Civil War, and then watched the first Avenger. Wait, and what about Winter Soldier? Just the first two. No, 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 but Civil War's the third. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yes, Winter Soldier. I've ruined this whole thing. <laughs> she started with... You jerk. I am so sorry. Look, it was, a, it was great, though. It was fun to just, like, look over there and, like, take a little break from my game and just see, like, a Bucky and Cap beating each other up and, like, people flying around and, like, Nick Fury and, like, now they're in World War II we we're going in reverse. <laughs> uh, we should definitely uh not dwell on you know just nonsense up top here but this just reminded me a little more nonsense nonsense. yes when uh i guess what grade i was in is not particularly relevant but before (laughs) uh the phantom menace came out star wars episode one the first new star wars movie in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my lifetime 1999 yes yes uh i in order to get ready for it i watched the original trilogy in reverse order. What now? Hold on. Did you do this like hope, hoping you would like build up momentum going backwards, <laughs> so then you would just shoot to like thirty five years in the past? I I I think that was the idea. I was so excited. So yeah, each night leading up to like the midnight showing that I saw, the first midnight showing I ever saw, maybe of any movie ever. It was my first midnight showing for sure. Um, the three nights leading up to it, I watched one. Re- Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi, then Empire Strikes Back, and then Star Wars. That is so funny. If you would like to hear more amazingly funny things like Mark watching the Star Wars trilogy backwards, I wish somehow you had just been playing them backwards, like <laughs> spooling the whole thing backwards, starting with end credits. Anyway, please rate, review, and subscribe and all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. We are very appreciative of all of you that have been reviewing us. Um, And not just on Apple Podcasts. No, no, no. Wherever you can do it, man. Um, We are aiming for Apple Podcasts, but whatevs. We like for them selfish reasons. For selfish reasons, because we would like to get 50 reviews up there, because then maybe we get to go to E3 and make fun of things there and tell them about how to watch uh, movie trilogies in what order. Um, so a special shout out to Classic MWK and Steve the Musical for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and then also shout out to uh, Stefan C. and Half 
Kaj for your reviews elsewhere in the podcast universe. We appreciate it so much. Um, every little bit of that uh, helps us uh, immeasurably. Also, if you want us to keep doing guest weather, you have to tell us what to guest with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that can either be in a review or just in an email to us. Um, we're done doing the work on it, <laughs> I think, is what that comes down to. Right? Is that why we're swearing it off? Yeah, we're lazy. So today's today's lazy guest weather comes to us from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. It seems like it is cold and rainy. Wait, why are we doing or this one? Or snowy, because it was sent in by a listener. Oh, okay, great. Um, and we will, uh, a, a listener that decided also to send in their list for the Game Boy Classic episode that we're doing in a couple weeks. By a couple weeks, you mean next week. I mean next week yeah. we're doing this. Uh, Mark, why don't you lay out what this episode is going to be? Sure. So in the past, we've done an N64 Classic Edition mm-hmm. riffing on what we think a potential future Classic Edition system like the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition would be like. We're doing one next Thursday. Mm -hmm. for the Game Boy. And what we're looking for, we're soliciting uh, a list of up to 15 games that appeared on the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color. That's right. No GBA. Right. And GBA uh, is a different thing. Yes. Games that you think should be on there, or if you really want to, um, you know, like, rally for a certain game to be the number one game on our system or mm-hmm. i don't even know if we're doing that no i don't think so <laughs> or if or if you like really want to throw like the blacklist out there and you're like look there's no way you know pokemon yellow should be on this thing yeah yeah if you really want to throw a game under the bus yeah because we're you, not here to make friends no absolutely <laughs> not you got to be cut throat to win this thing you can email those lists or any of that information to nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com gmail. and uh you know it'll influence the list that we build um mark i realized that there were a lot of and this is surely something that we will talk about in in greater depth next week there are a lot of like dual there's a lot of duality to this that there's like the two two or three different like regular pokemons there are uh three of the second generation of of pokemon um there are two different zelda games that are basically the same game but they're totally different um <laughs> and th- there's like link's awakening dx and link's awakening not dx so we we have our work cut out for we us. have our work help us out please Help us and out. And please help us out by like Sunday night, <laughs> Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, because we record these things a little bit in advance, and that's just what's going to happen. Um, Mark, well, people are emailing us to add to our Game Boy Classic list. I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep offering this, uh, but if someone would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces or get on a list to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, should it ever return to me, please email your address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, at present, the whereabouts of uh, Sonic Forces is unknown. They, it's been borrowed the, for the final time. Uh, possibly. Yeah. I don't. We. I. We may never know. This is. This may be the thing where like you wander down Rosebud. to the mailbox. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That. That's better. I was gonna make like a Donnie Darko reference, <laughs> and you're like, nope, Citizen Kane. I will one up you. Um, all right, cool. So that is all of uh, the normal business nonsense that we do. Mark, let's get into uh, what we've been playing this week. All 
All right, so we are going to be talking about some retro, retro-ish stuff uh, on Thursday's episode. So I've been playing a lot of Owlboy on Switch, <coughs> which I'm enjoying quite a bit, but uh, I will save most of my thoughts on that for Thursday. And I've been playing Mighty Gunvolt Burst, mm-hmm. also in the same vein, uh, a game I had been threatening to pick up for a long time. It's true. Like a really long time. Like, probably over a year at this, this point. This is a borderline launch game. Like, I don't think it came out the day, but it was one of those, like, in the first two weeks, here was something to play besides just Zelda. And it was on sale mm-hmm. not that long ago. Didn't buy it then. Paid a little extra for it now. Um, we'll talk more about it on Thursday. Uh, so I, as I mentioned, have been traveling, so I played a lot of Switch, um, and showed off to my, um, girlfriend's brother, uh, all of the big blockbustery games on there, so, like, he played a little, we played a little bit of Zelda together, we played a little bit of Super Mario Odyssey, um, and it's neat to put this thing in front of someone who has not interacted with one before, and just see him be like, oh, wow, this is happening right here. Uh, and he was like, can we put this on my TV? And I was like, yeah, Ben, we can. Did you bring the dock and everything? I mean, I said, yeah, theoretically we can. No, we can't, because I didn't <laughs> bring the dock. Also, they have a very small TV right now because their larger TV broke. So I was like, what's the, you know, you stand to gain very little. By wow, this such on your TV. noobs I recently saw Ready Player One. I don't That's know. right. Mentioned that up top. Um, but I also played a lot of Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is a game I will never be able to put down f- definitively, I don't think, uh, just because when I'm on a plane and I want time to disappear, I can play Puyo Tetris. Yeah, I find when I'm, on, when I'm like traveling, uh, it's hard for me to concentrate on really playing a game, yeah. you know, to get into like a media experience. And so something like Puyo 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 Tetris, or just another game like that that I can kind of do mindlessly, yeah. for me is the perfect way to pass the time on a plane. Right. Or like one of the, it's it's like a game that bypasses the thinking part of your brain, where it's just like yeah, it's all lizard brain. It's all yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all instinct. Mm-hmm, you're sticking out your tongue, licking your own eyeball. <laughs> um, also, Mark, did you get a chance to play some Jelly Mario I today? I did play a little bit of Jelly Mario. Okay, now you're hearing us correctly. We are saying Jelly Mario. Like I don't think you're ready for this Jelly Mario. Uh, were you, in fact, ready for this Jelly Mario? I, I wasn't. Um, so for those, check, check this thing out. Look for Jelly Mario, f- click on some links. It's a browser game. Um, obviously. Go to our Twitter account. Ooh, there we go. Follow us. We are at Nincart Society on Twitter. And then we posted a link to it earlier today. Let's pin that tweet. I'm going to pin that tweet. So by the time you hear this, it'll just be right there uh, on our profile. Um, it, uh, how would you describe this thing, Mark? It's, uh, like if, I mean, they just messed up the physics. So it's like he like, is wildly. That is to- that is that is in- insanely underselling how weird this is. Check it out for yourself. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, it basically does turn Mario into like a weird uh, collection of gelatinous blobs that mm-hmm. were once his pixels, and you try to traverse the first couple levels of the original Super Mario Brothers. Good luck. Uh, it's basically impossible. How far did you get? Uh, to the second level. I also and then I had to do work. Oh well. Yeah. I also got to the second level and then said, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> or why I'm doing it. Um, all right. But that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into what's coming out uh, next week and therefore what we might be playing next week. 
Today, Tuesday, April 10th, Super Daryl Deluxe comes out on the Switch eShop. Wednesday on the Switch Switch eShop, you got a, you got Bomb Slinger, Deep Ones. Just kidding, those are just pre-purchases. Game doesn't come out. It's just available pre-purchase on that day. Mm. I didn't read this very clearly. Thursday, April 12th, Burly Men at Sea. Again, just a pre-purchase. Uh, Rogue Aces, Skies of Fury DX. Again, just a pre-purchase. Okay. Lots of pre-purchases this week. Let's jump in here a second. <laughs> are, is, are, is there anything on this list? What are, you, what, what, are, what are we interested in here? There's not really much this list this week that's, uh, that I'm super interested in. Um, coming out on Thursday, I, I do see uh, Don't Starve, Nintendo Switch Edition. And the Neo Geo game is uh, Gurren. Gurren. I am not familiar with that Neo Geo game. Uh, and then on Friday, it is uh, Pirates All Aboard. It seems like a weird week for Switch releases. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that there will probably be like a surprise release or at least a release date that's moved. Right. Um, because that seems to always be the case. Yes. But yeah, weird week. Weird, weird week. I have heard good things about Don't Starve, but I don't know that I have room in my heart for it. What have you heard? What is Don't Starve? What can you tell me about it? As little or as much as you know. Sure. Oh, great. Let's do this. What do you think this game is? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a horror game? I mean, I don't know. All right. <laughs> you can sell me with confidence because <laughs> it's I'm a not going to correct game. you. Okay. Uh, and no, I don't really know anything else about it other than I've just heard positive reactions to it. Um, and I've seen the art looks kind of cool for it. But uh, other than that, I don't really know anything. Yeah, I mean, I've bought games on less information. So. Have you? What game did you buy on less information than that? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, let me think about it. All right, we'll come back to it. All right, uh, Mark, let's move out of this segment. It is time for a regular segment on the show. It's time for 433. Yeah, because we've been so informative. That's right. We got <laughs> to take a break. Point. We got to take a break from being informative and like on point. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, we're going to talk about C2E2. Not a droid in Star Wars. But it could be. But it's not. C2E2 is the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo, which is where I was traveling to this weekend. And maybe actually we should be broader here and just talk about conventions in general. Sure. Um, Because, uh, you know, my my experience at C2E2 was a lot of uh, trying to approach... Uh, comic book professionals at their artist alley booths uh and then like being a little bit weird about it because i don't like i'm just there to like talk to them i don't have like an agenda or anything um and when you approach someone at a booth it feels very transactional that like you want them to sign something or like you want to get a commission or something and i just want to hang because i'm a cool guy but when you're approaching what is ostensibly a stranger and being like i just want to hang out and be cool you do not come off as cool. Um, but what, what kind of a convention experience have you had? I'm, I'm talking like fun conventions here, not like a work one. 
where like you had to do dumb work stuff. I w- I've been to E3 a few times. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, as time progresses and as I get older and mm. as E3 gets more crowded, is less and less fun. Now, mind you, we would still like to go to uh, to E3. Oh, absolutely. As, as Nintendo cartridge yeah, 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 yeah. That would be fun. Um, it's I just have less uh, tolerance for crowds. The older I get, sure, and waiting in line for things, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot but of you the... are a theme park man, yes, which is both of those things. It is, cr- it can be crowded, uh-huh. but uh, part of being a theme park person is that you know all the tr- you know the tricks, sure, right? So you're like weaseling your way through there. Oh yeah, like a weasel. Uh huh. So you you know you know you're like ferreting it out. Now I'm just mixing metaphors. That's right. But, uh, Honestly, I defy anyone to tell me the difference between a weasel and a ferret. You can, in some places, you can have a ferret as a pet. I not don't in California. Know if that's true though. as weasels. That is right. Mm-hmm. I support this. I knew. Uh, did I ever tell you this? That I was one time going for a walk in Chicago and saw someone walking a pair of ferrets on leashes. Look, I am. I try to be a very like non-judgmental person. You don't want to yuck someone else's yum. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I. That being said, I don't personally understand the appeal of ferrets as pets. Uh, They're gross, right? Like, don't they smell yes, bad? Yes, they do smell They're bad. They're not like chinchillas where they clean up and like they clean up themselves and like roll around in volcano dust, which is adorable. Adorable. Also, chinchillas are fiercely social, so like you can't have just one as a pet. You need two. The guinea pigs are kind of like that too. Oh, really? If you're considering getting a guinea pig, a wise person will warn you that guinea pigs like to be social so you either have to be prepared to when you're watching tv or just browsing the internet put the guinea pig on your lap and brush its hair or get more than one guinea pig uh so guinea pigs would be good at cons is what we're saying because they are social they like to see other creatures <laughs> right they, right right they, Back would on like, track. they would likely be trampled underfoot um how, how do you like to spend your day at a con do you like make a plan or do you just like just going to hit the floor and see what you see i like to hit the floor and just see what i'm going to see and then if i have multiple days Mm -hmm. after i've like seen the floor then it's easier to be like okay tomorrow i need to prioritize this thing right that has always been my experience at e3 because i've always gone as like a fan not as i never had like appointments or anything yeah sure uh and so the first day was always just kind of like oh the lines here are insane. So if I want to actually experience anything, I need to do that first thing. Yeah. And then the second day or the third day coming back and being like, all right, it's 8 a.m. and I'm here waiting for the doors to open. And I'm going right for specific thing X. Yeah. Yeah. I um I always build in a couple like panels or something like that so I can really just like get a break from walking around because otherwise you will be on your feet at like a crazy person all day. Um, just moving, milling around with this entire mass of of human beings. Yeah, I've never actually gone to like a con or a convention. I've always gone to like an expo. Okay, interesting. So we're, there weren't. Well, I guess we'll I never guess know. we we will in fact never know. We were accompanied today by the Victoria Symphony. All right, Mark, let's move into the news. All right, kicking this week's news off right with a little bit of pocket rumble news. What? 
So Nintendo is going to have a presence at EGX Rezzed, a gaming expo happening this weekend in London. Another and Pocket expo. Rumble will be one of the playable games. Mark, what? What? So Pocket Rumble on Switch? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's at the Nintendo booth, so presumably. All right, great, great, great. Um, I mean, that's it. Mm, I have mm. no further... Any questions you ask, I will not have the information for. When is Pocket Rumble coming out? It, nobody knows. Okay, so this weekend in London, someone will be playing Pocket Rumble on Switch. It has been over a year since mm-hmm. Pocket Rumble was supposed to be released on Switch. It was supposed to be out March 2017. I want to play this game, Mark. Um, someday, maybe. Yeah, we, we no one knows. Uh, a new playable character has been revealed for Mario Tennis Aces. Mm. A trailer the Nintendo of Europe created showing off the Switch gave us a look at the character select screen for the game. And viewers noticed that Spike is an option. Uh, so we made a joke up top about this being Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And we're, of course, talking about Spike from Cowboy Bebop. That's right. Or, like, a spike you would use to, like, you know, lay down railroads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or another spike. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was going to say from Gremlins, but his name is Stripe. Yes. I'm wrong in this one. Well, I mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you corrected yourself, but then let all of us know that for a moment you had a brief incorrect I just got to share what's going on in my head. Yeah. Ooh, we're uh, slam poets. Uh, spike appears... He's like one of those um, d- guys who like, or ladies, I suppose, who disgorge. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, he's like a turtle monster. <laughs> You're right. I don't know what Strange their genders call, are. Strange to call him or her a guy or a girl. Well, I mean, they're obviously gendered. Sure. Uh, I'm assuming. But it's one of these horrible monsters that throws up a spiky ball and throws it at you like in that one level of Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Um but these they've also appeared in like the uh Super Mario 3D games. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sh- probably the new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah. Uh Oh, I- and in Super Mario Run. They're in Super Mario Run. I didn't well. realize this had a name. Yeah. It's Spike. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh okay. Activision unveiled the Spyro Reignited trilogy coming to PS4 and Xbox One this September. Uh, Like the Crash Bandicoot trilogy that was released last year and is coming later this year to Switch. Insane trilogy. Yes, the insane trilogy. It takes the first three games in the Spyro franchise, I believe, and is remastering them. Uh, So it was announced for PS4 and Xbox One and everybody... because. This is what we do now because we love our Switches. Mm -hmm. It was like, how about a Switch version? And developers Toys for Bob uh, were asked by IGN that exact question, and they replied that they could not comment. So it's coming, I'm assuming, just a little bit down the line. So we're we're taking the no news is good news route? Well, the refusal to give additional news is good news? Yes, exactly. Like, they will neither confirm nor deny, which is as good as a confirmation. Uh, now, I do feel like Remaster is probably selling short what they're doing. Of course. They are remakes. They are. It's like from the ground up, new graphics on everything. Uh, it's not just a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Uh, rebuilding everything. Uh, what What is your experience with Spyro, if any? Patrick? The dragon? Yes, Spyro uh, the dragon. Uh, v- have you played a Spyro game? I have not played one. Do you care about this at all? I don't know that I do. I find it interesting that 
this is like an era of, and this will, you know, harken to a conversation that we're going to have on Thursday. So maybe I'll stow most of this until then. But um, it's interesting to see that era of gaming uh, starting to like come back around as something that is romanticized or that about which we have a lot of nostalgia. I mean, it's almost it's probably like twenty years old at this point. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, like it it is old enough that it makes sense. Um, but it's just it's from an era where. Um, and, you know, obviously to to represent it, like you have to redo the graphics. Otherwise, people are like, get that out of here. I don't I don't want to see four polygons on screen. I want to see beauty. Um, and, you know, you don't really need to do that with pixel art. Pixel art has some sort of, you know, magical staying power that we're just like, OK, fine. That looks great the way it is. Don't touch a thing. Um, but for for these, just they ha- they need a, a complete new skin. Um, so I find that interesting. And I wonder you know, will we see, you know, what other kinds of uh, old trilogies are we going to see, like, remastered and spit back out? Um, can you think of any, like, games from that era that you would want to see uh, reskinned and, like, come back out? Because it seems like you, you don't really have any experience with Spyro either, right? No, I've never played a Spyro game. The one thing that kind of jogged my memory is, didn't Elijah Wood at some point provide voice work for Spyro? Man, no one will ever be able to confirm that. Or deny it. So, yes. I uh, Honestly, I, I don't know. I think that's true. And I would bet a significant amount of money on it, but not, like, the most amount of money. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that's hard, because I, I would be interested in, like, a... Mm, but that's really only the first two games. I was going to say a Metal Gear Solid type of sure. remaster. I, I mean, feel wh- like the third game has pretty much had that done already. Mm, I would like to see like a I, I think like an HD remake of one, two, and three of Metal Gear Solid. I think I think that would be. I mean, I, it's kind of coming, but I would. Uh, you know, you have Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I would, even though nine holds up fine visually. Um, I would love to see seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, that would be a cool one. Um, this might not be. I would love to see. Twisted Metal 1, 2, and 3. I, I've never really Again, played those games. I loved Twisted Metal 2. Um, like, loved it, loved it, Is that it, the one with it. the scary clown guy, or is that Crazy Taxi? Th- that's, that's, uh, that's this game. That's Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. okay. His name is Sweet Tooth, because he drives an ice cream truck. He's a boss in the second game, but you can unlock him pretty easy. Um, Elijah Wood did provide the voice of Spyro the Dragon in The Legend of Spyro, A New Beginning from 2006. So oh, that, so much later than yeah, I imagined. So yeah. not one of these games that would have been uh, there that will be in this collection. Um, trying to think of what else would be on my like short list for trilogies to get remastered. Can you imagine putting out a Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine uh, like HD remix? I mean, you know, remix. We- <laughs> I wish we had an air horn sound effect. <laughs> uh. Essen, I was going to make another comment about uh, Final Fantasy VII rem- uh, like the remake actually happening. Right, but, but A, we don't know when we're going to see that. B, it uh, is going to be an episodic weird thing. C, it's going to be total different gameplay. And D, it won't be on a Nintendo platform, so I don't know why we'd be talking about it. SNK and NIS America have announced the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection coming to Switch this fall. 
the games in the collection will all have redesigned controls to optimize for modern controllers, Great. 1080p graphics, and optional cheats. The following games have been announced for the collection. Uh, Patrick, as I read these off, just like let me know if you've heard of them or played them before. <laughs> Alpha Mission, home and arcade versions. Neither. Uh, Athena, home and arcade. Neither. Uh, Crystallis. Heard of it. Uh, Ikari Warriors. Ikari Warriors, I have played, and it is good, and I'm excited about uh, is it a fighting game? No, it's like a uh, it's like a brawler kind of game. Oh, cool! Uh, Akari Three: The Rescue. I have heard of it, but I've never played. Guerrilla War. No. Uh, POW. Uh, yes. Oh my God! Yes, I've played the arcade version of POW. Uh, also kind of a brawler and like uh, kind of like Contra E game. Prehistoric Isle in 1930. Uh no, but what a title! I know it's so evocative. I Pre- want to know what it is. Prehistoric it can't, Isle in 1930. It can't live up to the title, but it's a great title. Because let me tell you something about 1930. We—that's recorded history. I'm intrigued. Uh, Psycho Soldier. Uh no, well he was an X Men for a while though. Right? I've heard of this game. Okay. I uh, but that's it. This is much as I know. Street Smart. Mm. Uh, that sounds like a like you don't know Jack type game. It's not, but it sounds like it would be. TNK three. No idea. Uh, Vanguard nope. and Victory Road. Uh, no. So more games will be announced in the future. Uh, we talked about in the past on the show how uh, arcade games just don't really do anything for me and have passed me by in general. Uh. So, I don't know if this is one necessarily for me, but I think it's cool. Crystallis is supposed to be super crazy, so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these games, I don't know. I, I like SNK as uh, as a developer, at least, like, in the abstract, but I feel like I don't have a ton of hands-on experience, as uh, evidenced by me saying no to basically everything on this list. Um, what is this the 40th anniversary of? Maybe probably just SNK just in SNK's general. founding or something. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Uh, speaking of NIS America, in a discussion with industry magazine MCV, company president Takuro Yamashita spoke a little about the company's relationship with Nintendo and the performances performance of their games on Switch. Mm. So a couple of highlights for SNK Heroines, Tag Team Frenzy, uh, the Babel Rama Fighter coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this summer, I think I didn't really want to Google that at work, so I'll look it up right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> you keep reading. I think it's summer. Originally, it was a PS4 exclusive, but at last year's Gamescom, Nintendo approached SNK and NIS America, saying they were interested in working with them, like on an, on an exclusive basis. So this led to SNK canceling their contract with Sony, and is why the game will be releasing in a physical version in the West on Switch only. The PS4 version is just going to be a digital release here. That's so weird. It's like, uh, yeah, so just get it digitally on PlayStation if you want to play it (laughs) Uh, on PlayStation. Nintendo is acting as the distributor for the game in the West, and so I'm assuming that's why, not Mm. the publisher, just the distributor. Sure. Uh, And apparently they promised to buy a lot of units, which I'm assuming is why SNK was like, yeah, we will totally let you be the exclusive um like distributor for this game september 7th by the way still summer still summer I still got it hey that is still summer uh they're starting to do more with switch in general snk heroines is not the only game that's coming to switch he says that nintendo is more friendly to small companies right now than sony uh that's interesting 
Uh, also, the sales of their games on Switch are doing really well. This guy, Five Complete, which came out around this time last year, is at nearly 200,000 units sold in the West alone. And Yamashita says that there are games that are simultaneously releasing on Switch and PS4 are selling twice as much on Switch right now. Uh, interesting. So, uh, what do we attribute that to? Just there being like fewer, like just fewer games on Switch than on the other platforms? Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I didn't mention it here, but he attributes it to that specifically. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's just that the PS, it's the Switch is less competitive right now than the PS4 is. Right. There's no Injustice Two on there, or Shadow of War, or. Whatever else comes to those uh, the other two platforms. Right. I mean, like, every big game ever. Right. Plus a bunch of high-profile indies. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Switches, just in general, you know, you have, right at this moment, you have Nintendo's heavy hitters, you have occasional big indie games, and you have some third-party support. But right. there's but still a lot of breathing yeah. room. And most of that third-party support is like in the form of either like remasters or kind of ports of older games. So like, yeah, that's have we seen like a, a, a big third party do um like a new game just on Switch yet? I guess like uh there's uh Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and like o- Project Octopath Traveler, which is just Octopath Traveler. I'm sorry I said project. Um, and hasn't been released up. yet. Right. I so I yeah, Kingdom Battle, um, sort of counts. The, yeah, yeah, I, is the one example I can think of yeah. now. Uh, okay. So a couple of weeks back, I think we mentioned something about this. There was some question surrounding what team in Nintendo was leading development of Labo. Right. There was some hysteria that maybe this is what Retro Studios has been working on. Right. And oh my God, is Retro's insane talent being wasted on a cardboard baby game for babies? (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, unrend your clothes. Yes. No longer gnash your teeth Mm -hmm. because that is not the case. Um, Also, don't gnash your teeth. That's... You'll have to see an orthodontist. That's no good. It's no good, but what if it was uncontrollable because you were so distraught that Retro might be working on Labo? Well, then support your local orthodontist. Orthodontists are people, too. Uh, thanks to an interview posted on the official Nintendo website, we know that EPD Production Group Number 4 is the part of the company that is heading up development. They created games like 1-2-Switch, Metopia, Nintendo Badge Arcade, and Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. They've been working on this for a mm. long time. So, and uh, obviously not just the talent from those games were working on this. I forget the gentleman's name, but he was like one of the lead creators and developers on, or maybe just like producers on the first Splatoon, mm-hmm. but his name was nowhere in the credits for Splatoon 2, and that's because he's been working on Labo for oh, interesting. quite some time. So, so some good minds uh, working on this. It's EPD production group number four, Nintendo. You can name, you can actually name these things. Like it doesn't it, just. It's have very. To... It feels very like Japanese to me. It. Uh, I just watched that episode of The Simpsons where they move to. Uh, Homer works for Hank Scorpio. Oh, uh-huh. um, And their address is Maple Systems Road, <laughs> and that's what this sounds like to me. <laughs> like it's just a jumble of words. <laughs> Um, I really liked, uh, I, for what it was, Nintendo Badge Arcade, and Rusty's Real Deal Baseball is uh, super charming and, uh, like, cool, too. So, like, I don't know. There's some... They also made 1-2-Switch, so, like, whatever. 
Um, but at least it like it shows that that's like the, a part of that engine of weird at Nintendo that's you know making you actually negotiate for like the price of something with a, a computer dog so you can play baseball for like a buck cheaper. We're not that far away from the release of Labo, and I'm I'm really excited to check it out. Um, I have both kits pre-ordered at the Oh, moment. wow. Um, I may end up canceling one of those. My gut instinct is don't get the robot kit. Don't, that's sort of my instinct, too. Um, it is A, more expensive, and B, only is only one game. Um, but there is also a game or a game mode in there that pits one robot against another, which means you need a second person with a robot kit? How's a 35-year-old man <laughs> supposed to meet someone else with this robot kit, which probably isn't going to fit a 35-year-old man? Yeah, that's a great question, because ne- we haven't seen it on adults. I'm sure we will see many videos of it on adults in the run-up to the release. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my, I, I think the, uh, what do they call it? Whatever, the variety kit. Yeah. Is definitely kit more big for the buck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is probably the, the one I will not cancel. Uh, Nintendo has made an update to the Donkey Kong model in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming to Switch. They changed the way his nostrils look. They're like flat instead of round. Uh, making him look a little more monkey-like? Or gorilla? Gorilla-like-esque. Uh, I am sad to say I don't actually know the history of Donkey Kong's nostrils, and so I don't know if this is a more faithful change or if this is a regression of some sort. Uh, also worth noting that he is no longer playing a 3DS when you when his idle animation. He's playing a Switch now. Um, okay, so it looks like Donkey Kong has in the past, like for kind of a while, had round nostrils. Maybe even in like his original design, it looks kind of... Sorry, I'm, I'm looking this up on the fly. Um, you can't really see his nostrils. In my mind's eye... Uh, gorilla's nostrils are more rounded than than sort of like flat mm-hmm. um, than eyebrows on a me the, uh, eyebrows on a me oh I see yes um, so how does this affect our ranking of the Kongs uh, I'm neutral as long as Donkey Kong himself is happy about it ah do we think that Donkey Kong is happier this way I would hope so Look, we are all about body like positivity a, yes. and like whatever you need to do, just like Dolly Parton says, right? Like if it makes you feel better or more like yourself, then absolutely go for it. You change your nostrils, Donkey Kong. We support you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, finally, after letting us all down last week by announcing that Dragon Quest Eleven is still a long ways off on Switch, and I'm still angry about it. Yeah, did we take an opportunity to really boo... Square Enix. No, and it's been a while since we brought up Capcom, mm-hmm. which uh, we would I, have gotten through this whole I, episode which without I, bringing up Capcom. Which I, <laughs> which I'm bringing up only as an example of a company we would boo and shame on a regular. We talked basis. about fighting games, and we talked about Mighty Gunvolt Burst a little bit. And we haven't brought up Capcom. Uh, but in this context, we Capcom is a company that we have booed for <laughs> much less. And That's we right. have let Square Enix slide. Mm-hmm. We so, want to play that Octopath Traveler. Yeah. But here we go. <clears throat> this is when it happens. Now is the time. The time is appropriate. Square Enix, boo. 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 Uh, so Square Enix braved the angry mob 
to offer an explanation for the delay. Uh, In an interview with GameSpot, producer Hokutu Okamoto explained, it's true that the Nintendo Switch version is under under development at this moment in time. Specifically, with regards to the development, this game was developed on the Unreal Engine, but the version for Unreal Engine needs to be updated, I suppose, in order to support Switch. In that sense, the development is still expected to take a very long time. It's still a long way out, end quote. Oh, boy. So I am very ignorant when it comes to um, the specifics of developing on a specific engine. I assume it's like other versions of software in which it is constantly being updated and improved. So we've heard about this, and I think even talked about it on the show before, that Unreal Engine needed to, or that uh, the Unreal guys, and that's Epic that uh, Mm -hmm. develops that, right? Um, has been working with Nintendo to make uh, Unreal 4 work uh, more smoothly on Switch. And in some of the updates, it's kind of like uh, messed up some like earlier stuff that people have been making on it. So they're like going back and forth, sort of like ironing out those um, details. So, I mean, it seems like this guy has about as much clue about how Unreal Engine works on Switch as we do. No, I'm, as I'm much. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's very. I'm sure he's incredibly knowledgeable. Yeah. He's just dumbing it down for the, uh, you know, idiots like us who are mm, a- angry, mm, mm-hmm. who boo. dare to boo. And he's like, how can I dumb it down for these NCS? He's guys? also speaking through a translator. Right, right. So what we're reading is like someone probably on the fly translating Japanese. Yes, and using some filler words, and there's a little, I suppose, in there. You know, it's they're they're working on it. I he guess did, however, mm. confirm that the Switch version will be brought west when it's finally released. I am holding him to that. Good. I don't want to when it comes out like five years from now with steep, uh, you know, to hear that. Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna bring it west. If this bombs on PS4 and that ruins the Switch version for me, how is it gonna bomb on PS4? I don't know. Dragon Quest has only ever really done well here when, with Dragon Quest Nine, when uh-huh. Nintendo spent an enormous amount of money advertising it with like Seth Green. They advertised it with Seth Green. Was that when they were like advertising uh, DS games with like celebrities, where there was like Liv Tyler, America Ferrera, like playing them on set? Oh yeah, it probably was around. Probably that same was time. that same time. Yeah, he was a little more radical, I think. Oh yeah, I mean he always is a little more radical. Not to denigrate the radicalness of. Uh, America Ferrera or like Catherine Zeta Jones or whatever. Those are all radical people. Catherine Zeta Jones is that who I said? No, you said somebody who's accurate, and I <laughs> just always thinking about the movie Chicago. I think that's fair. Uh, so, uh, Mark, you, me, and Renee Zellweger are going to get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If we can get up to 50 reviews, we might go to E3, or we may try. We can submit an application. We can submit an application, but not without all them reviews. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, we are at Nin Cart Society. We are also on Facebook, which is stealing all of your data and selling it to people who are using it for nefarious purposes uh, as Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, if you like Market Minds Opinions, we do write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can find more of Ape Betty's music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. 
For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers supporting Donkey Kong's new face. And thanks for listening. Campfires.